More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome in, final hour of the Tuesday edition of the program. Buck Sexton traveling for Thanksgiving, going to be out today and tomorrow. I will be with all of you. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment. Thanksgiving is Thursday, and then soon after comes Christmas and New Year's. A lot of you will be traveling. Hopefully, you'll be in charge of your own airport travel decisions. I... This may be the most... Is this, Allie, do you think this is the most controversial opinion that has been aired on the show in the three years that Buck and I have been doing this, that both Buck and myself agree that adults should be responsible for their own airport travel? We have just, we have got a maelstrom of reaction flowing in. And I appreciate everybody out there who brings their sleeping bags and brings their own kindling to start fires on the side of the road as you are preparing to go to the airport. I, in fact, will be leaving for the airport in 50 minutes. And do you know what's going to happen when I arrive at the airport? I'm going to get there, and I'm going to get out, and I'm going to get my own transportation to where I'm going in Florida. My wife is there. I am traveling with two of our kids. In theory, she could drive and come pick us up, but... I will allow her to continue with her day with our younger child, and I will find my way along with our two older boys to our location in Florida for the holidays. Look, I'm just saying adults should be responsible for adult cost. And if you're saying, well, it's expensive, you're putting the cost onto your friend and family to give of their time of their gas, of their energy, of their effort, of their mileage. Somebody's paying the cost. This is like there's no free lunch. Right? You know, the, 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 I think a lot of you will understand the basic economics of this. Remember when everybody would say, oh, there's no free lunch. Somebody's paying for it. The question is just who bears the cost? To me, this is like when they say, oh, Biden's forgiving all the student loans. No, 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 not really. We're just taking on the cost of the student loans. Everything has a cost. 
And I think maybe I became particularly aware of this, and a lot of you are lawyers right now out there listening. I'm not sure any profession in America is more attuned to clocks than the legal profession, where the entire basis of how you get paid is based on keeping time in six-minute increments. So you are out there billing all day long. I don't know of any other profession. I honestly, I mean, I'm sure there are some others that are as wedded to the clock as the legal profession is. Now, everybody has, okay, you have set number of hours that you work, 9 to 5, 10 to 6, you know, 8 to 5, whatever they are. You have a, you know, eight hour work day, nine hour work day. Some of us have longer work days. And you may get paid hourly for your job, but I don't know of any profession that I have experienced, and I did this, where you keep track of your day in six minute increments and the entire profession is predicated on the idea that, uh, that that is, um, the way that you're going to get paid. So every lawyer out there now is like, okay, if I spend time going to do this, it's time that I'm not spending doing something else. And some of you are saying, well, showing up shows how much you care. Oh, that's sweet. I would actually argue that not requiring someone to show up to pick you up as an adult shows that you care more. I would rather my wife and young son who are not traveling be able to have more fun with the time that they would otherwise spend driving to and from the airport. Because instead of two trips, I'm doing one trip. I sound like I'm a a, a, a climate change guy. You just get one trip instead of two. I think not requiring people to do things for you shows how much you care. And I'm trying to make airport travel great again. Because again, I drove past a woman. She might as well have had a tent. She might as well have set up a tent to sleep at the airport so that she could go pick someone up who otherwise could have gotten on public transit, who otherwise could have gotten in an Uber or a Lyft. And some of you say, well, I've got a lot of bags. Travel with less. Travel with less. I give credit to my wife for this. We went to Italy. My whole family. Each of us got a backpack. Travel with less. Normalize not needing eight bags to go somewhere. I'm big on, like, if I get on an airport an airplane, and I have a credit card, and I have a driver's license. I'm pretty good to be able to do anything anywhere in the world. Those are the, and my cell phone. Those are the only three things that I have to do. Do you know what it costs to buy an outfit at Old Navy? Like $8. I don't know how they do it. You can go to an Old Navy, and you can buy an, I I don't know how it's possible. You can buy an entire outfit for like $8. I'm not a huge fashion guy. I buy like 90% of the clothes that I buy at Costco. 
I've got Kirkland brand everything. I can't believe how cheap clothes are. Worst case scenario. Find yourself a cheap clothing store. Go buy a pair of shorts. Go buy a t-shirt. I'm not a great packer. I have shown up at the airport without my license. By the way, in case you wonder what happens when you show up without your license, I've done it. It's actually not as bad as I thought. You just have to somehow verify that you're you. And most of the time they can do it at the ticketing gate. I have shown up without shoes at destinations. I have shown up without pants at destinations, meaning I wore like shorts on the airplane and I thought, oh, I've I've had to go buy pants. I've shown up without shoes, meaning I just went with flip-flops, no shoes. Most clothes aren't that expensive in America. Travel with less. Normalize you being responsible for getting yourself to and from that uh, that trip. And if somebody is insisting on picking you up, they don't actually really badly want to pick you up. If you say, you know what, I'll get to the house. I'll get to your apartment. I'll get to your condo. I can make it. I'm an adult. I think they'll actually secretly respect it. And if someone is demanding that you take them somewhere, that's super arrogant. Like, maybe I have low expectations. I don't expect that everybody's going to drive me everywhere without being compensated to do it. Now, I do it for my kids all the time. I'm telling you, that lady who was putting up the tent, she was, I think she forgot her matches. So she was like rubbing the, 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 the kindling together. She was trying to make fire. I don't know what percentage of the audience can make fire without matches. I'm betting it's low. I saw the lady on the side of the road at the airport. She The flight was delayed for like three days. She was like, I'm just going to have to live here. She literally, she had a couple of sticks. She was rubbing them together. I felt bad for her. Thought to myself, you know, you're picking up an adult. That adult could probably have gotten home. Instead, you got grandma on the side of the road rubbing sticks together trying to make a fire so she can stay warm to pick you up at the airport. Is that what you want? Do you want your Nana on the side of the road rubbing sticks together so that she can pick you up at the airport? I don't think you do. I think you'd rather Nana be at home making biscuits. Helping to get the turkey ready. Instead, Nana, she's got frostbite. It's like, I was going to make everybody great turkey stuffing this year, but unfortunately, I forgot my mittens And when I was rubbing the kindling together to start a fire on the side of the road to pick you up, I got frostbite, and I can't use three of my fingers right now. That's what you're doing. That's what you're creating. A lot of you, I'm going to go to the airport soon. It's going to take me from my house. It is 18 miles to the airport. I budgeted conservatively six hours and 43 minutes to get to the airport today because too many of you are deciding that you're going to be going to the airport to try to pick somebody up instead of letting the adults get home on their own. Now, I've excluded children and the elderly. Although, to be fair, I think a lot of kids and the elderly could handle this too, but I'm excluding them. I'm pulling them out of the equation. I'm trying to make airport travel great again. And I understand it's, it's, it's blowing your mind. Let me give you one tip. Some of you out there, you're, in an up, you're, you're outraged at my suggestion that you should challenge the existing paradigm of airport departure pickups, telling you it's time to disrupt. It's time to change. I'll give you another one. I'm not really a rules guy. I'm willing to challenge conventional wisdom a lot. You know what I did last night? 
told my son, 15-year-old, hey, it's in the evening. I'm going to pick you up at the departure. Revolutionary move. For those of you who have never thought about this before because you're the sheep, you're the cattle. You're all lined up, four billion of you trying to drive through the arrivals where inevitably some people are going to drive through the arrival like eight times because they can't time the arrival. They're going to drive by eight times, making the traffic worse for everybody else. Oh, I just missed you. I'll get you on the next loop. Oh, wait, you went back in to get a bag? I missed you again. This is a fian task. Go to the departure. Tell your son, your daughter, your child, your elderly relative, go to the departure area. There's nobody there. Last night at the Nashville airport, I would guess there were 8,468 cars lined up to go through the arrival section of the airport. Do you know how many were at the departure at 9 p.m. last night when I was there? Six. Six people thought, you know what, maybe I'll just pick up at the departure. 8,468 people got in line and waited at the arrivals. You don't have to be a genius to succeed in America. You just have to occasionally question, why is everybody doing it this way? And when you do, oftentimes you will recognize how awful the conventional wisdom is. I built OutKick. I had public school kid from Nashville. I built an entire media empire saying, why am I the only person in sports who doesn't think that a dude should be able to win a women's championship? Why will no one else say this? I've built an entire career. I'm a hundred millionaire now because I just look at things and say, Why am I the only person saying this? So many people, this is a good life lesson, are so worried about doing something different than what everybody else does that they don't ever stop and say, why do we do it this way? I'll give you an example. I hope this ties true. My five-year-old started playing baseball, five-year baseball. And if you've ever coached or been involved in like four-year-old, five-year-old t-ball, kids have no idea what's going on. Many of them have no ability to focus at all. So they start off the first practice, hey, we're going to teach you all the bases. First, second, third base, home plate. Home plate's a little bit confusing. Pitcher's mound's a little bit confusing. They say, they, they give them the instruction for all the bases, and then they say, I want everybody to run to the pitcher's mound. One kid runs to home plate. The entire rest of the four- and five-year-old t-ball team runs all to home plate with the kid because the one kid was wrong, but he was aggressively wrong, and everybody got in line behind him and ran right to home plate, except for my son who went to the pitcher's mound. I saw it and I was like, my God, I hope that he does this for the rest of his life. Everybody else runs one way, and many humans want to be a part of the herd, even if they're wrong. COVID, perfect example of this. 
So many people want to be a part of the mass herd that they turn their brains off, and many of them are even willing to do something that they know is wrong just in an effort not to be alone. My son ran to home plate, uh, ran to the pitcher's mound. Everybody else went to home plate. It actually takes way more confidence and way more bravery to be willing to stand alone. And all it takes to be successful in much of life is to be willing to simply ask a question. Why are we doing this? And why have we continued to do so in all facets of life? If you're a kid and you're out for Thanksgiving right now and you're listening to me, trust me, be intellectually curious and question everything and you are going to end up far more successful in life than the vast majority of the United States population because it's hard to win when you do everything the exact same way as everybody else. Challenge convention. Question why you make the choices that you do. Oftentimes, what I have seen in my life is the logic makes no sense. It actually just exists that way because it's always existed that way. Create a new paradigm. Disrupt. Challenge the existing ecosystem. And you'll triumph. And hopefully, you'll make American air travel great again. Uh, Some companies get ahead of the Black Friday sales event, so you have more time to take advantage of their great deals. That includes our friends at Legacy Box in Tennessee. Makes perfect sense when you think about what Legacy Box will provide. Because my goodness, how many people out there do a bad job of Christmas shopping? I'll raise my hand. The number of times that I have found myself on December 24th running around like crazy trying to get hooked up with something for the holiday season. I wait till the last minute. And then you end up with slim pickings. How many of you have walked through an aisle of a store on Christmas Eve. I used to work in them. There's not a lot of stuff left. All the good presents are often gone. Why don't you get a good present that everybody's going to actually love for a change? And why don't you take care of it before we even get to December? And in the process, you can get hooked up and save yourself a bundle right now. And it's preserving your family memories forever with Legacy Box. Based in my home state of Tennessee, they will hook you up, give you the best thing you can possibly give, which is to your family the memories of times that you have spent with them in the past. Maybe a lot of time that you've saved by not having to drive to the airport. You can get them hooked up right now at LegacyBox.com with 65% off using my name as the code Clay. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. 65% off LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Truth after truth, you can handle the truth. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Oh, man, we're going to take some calls. The first, Bill Courtney is going to join us. We'll have some fun with him in the next segment. And then uh, on uh, the close out the show, I will take a bunch of your calls. I promise you can give us a buzz. 800-282-2882. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through this Tuesday edition of the program. And I want to tell you as we continue to roll on here that the amount of testosterone in individual male bodies declined by 50% since your grandfather or your great-grandfather were roaming this world. What's going on? How has masculinity become so devalued to the extent that testosterone itself is actually far less common in the body? And that's not good because testosterone gives many men the, the, the vim, the vigor, the vitality we need to get through the day. Starting to feel a little bit dragged down yourself. Why not check out Chalk's Male Vitality Stack? 20% increase in three months. It's all natural. What do you have to lose, especially when you get 35% off for the life of a subscription? If you use my name, Clay, when you sign up, go today, choq.com. Use my name, Clay. Put some testosterone back in your life. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Courtney on with us, coach, Oscar-winning coach, which is not a combo that is often mixed together. He's got a great show with uh, iHeart. You're an anti-turkey person, I'm told. <laughs> What's up, Clay? How are you? A turkist? Would that be an anti-turkist? I don't even know what that would be called. You're anti-turkeys? No, I'm not anti-turkey. In fact, I am quite pro-turkey. Okay, so why I would am, I say... I am anti-turkey person. I don't even understand what that means then. Well, I know, but that's why I'm here to explain it to you. Happy Thanksgiving. Okay, explain it to me. All right, so um, remember when you came to Memphis and hung out with Rich Middlemas eons oh, ago? Oh, he's a great dude. Yeah, All right, and well, they made an Oscar-winning movie. Let me just say this too, by the way. Yeah. 
If you are out, where is your? Can you stream undefeated anywhere? Yeah, I mean, it just Netflix had it for ten years. It's on Prime now. Okay, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. If you are out there listening to us right now, and you've got your family around, and you want to watch something wholesome, something that'll make you feel phenomenal, and you like sports, a high school football underdog story. Bill Courtney's the coach. Oscar-winning documentary. Inner City Memphis School, Undefeated is the name of that movie. It's on Amazon Prime. Type it in. Watch it. Trust me. You're going to love it. All right, so now let's get back to your turkey take. Well, yeah, so you, before you were the Clay Travis, and you just kind of Clay Travis, were hanging out with Richard Middlemas, and you didn't even know you were on the set of an Oscar-winning documentary when you did it. But I remember, right? And so that was the last year at Manassas, but... My first year at Manassas, when I showed up, which was six years previous to all that, um, there were 17 kids on the football team, and they'd won four games in 10 years. Their previous 10 years record was four wins and 95 losses. That's what we showed up to. And, dude, we started coaching football hard. And now halfway through that first season, we were 3-3. Three and three. And I think 3-3 three and three is pretty average, but when you've won four games in 10 years, you think 3-3 three and is, uh, you know, like I'm a fat, redheaded version of Pete Carroll or somebody. <laughs> so the kids were yes or no, sir, buying into the football. But in an area where an 18-year-old male is three times more likely to be dead or incarcerated by his 21st birthday than it is to have a job or be in college, that's the reality of where we were. We also started coaching character and commitment, integrity, the dignity of hard work, leadership, teamwork, basic core values and fundamentals that last you long after playing football is over. And so halfway through that season, we're three and three. And while the whole team was buying into the football, only half the team was buying into the important stuff. And that was driving me crazy. So I went to my guy. And I said, hey, man, what do I got to do to get that half the team to buy in the important stuff like you're half the team? And he just kind of dismissively said, don't worry about it, coach. And I said, no, I am worried about it. And he said, I want to hurt your feelings. And I said, tell me why I can't get the whole team to buy in the important stuff like you're half the team. And he said, coach, you're trying to figure out if you're a turkey person or not. And Clay, I looked at him whimsically, I'm sure, and I said, what are you talking about, bro? And he said, Coach, every Thanksgiving and Christmas, people roll into our neighborhoods, and they give us gifts and hams and turkeys. And we take them because we ain't got none. But then they leave, and we never see them again. Makes you wonder if they're doing that because they really care about us or they're doing that to make themselves feel good. And he looked me dead in the eyes, and he said, Coach, really, what the hell are you doing here, bro? Man, that's a great uh, – and 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 look – that is that's such a great metaphor uh, in general. I it love is, that. It is Clay. If if you or your listeners or people that listen to my podcast or read my book or watch the movie, anybody, if you serve soup in soup kitchens or give gifts to the needy or serve turkeys to people that don't have them on Thanksgiving, it's a beautiful thing. The turkey person story metaphorically is not to dismerge those wonderful behaviors. The question is. What's your motive? Are you are you motivated by the simple edification of someone that is not as blessed or fortunate as you? Or are you enjoying the backslaps? Do you enjoy how it elevates you? Is it a box you're checking that uh, maybe looks good the next time you're up for promotion? What is the motive for serving, for giving? And if you're motivated by the simple edification of someone that's not as blessed as you, then you're going to be effective. 
if you're motivated by things, by doing nice things, but the way they affect you positively, then you're a fraud. And a turkey person's a fraud. And I learned that very valuable lesson from a 17-year-old kid from the hood one day. And so with my podcast, An Army of Normal Folks, it not it's not just big enough to serve and to do great things your community. You also have to do it for the right reasons. And so that's why the tagline of don't be a turkey person and the billboard that's in Times Square right now has been tagged onto um, an Army of Normal Folks podcast right now. Uh, because at the holidays, it's a good time to talk about not only service, but why we serve and what true servant leadership is. And so turkeyperson.com and a normal, uh, army of normal folks, normalfolks.us kind of explores all that, Clay. Yeah. You know, it's such a fantastic thing. It's also about consistently being out there to help. A one off is fine, but over time is when you can truly make a tremendous difference. And, I want to talk about football for a sec, because you you coached high school football. Um, Why do you think so many boys in particular need football in their life? What did you see football do that maybe something else couldn't have done for young boys and young men in particular? There's a difference in being hurt and being injured. If you're injured in the hot, if you're injured, go to the hospital. If you're hurt, get your ass up. Um, there is, uh, something about being a blocker for a guy that gets his name in the paper when he scores a touchdown, but that you did the work. There's something about learning the value of that level of teamwork, of actually putting yourself in a painful position so that somebody else can get an accolade and celebrating that. Um, that, that level of service, that level of, uh, teamwork, um, it just you just don't learn it anywhere else as a young man as as well as you do a football field you don't learn the difference of being hurt and being injured you don't learn that um 11 people in concert can create a a beautiful outcome and although only one person is going to get the credit in the box score we can all celebrate it together um i i just don't think anything teaches a young man um the basic fundamentals and values of teamwork and, and leadership and selflessness that football does. And coached properly, you get to win games, but hopefully after the game's over, you get to win at life because you carry those life lessons with you into your family, your relationships, and your business and your community. Yeah, I think that's really well said, Coach. Um, and we're talking to Coach Bill Courtney. You can find his podcast. It's going to be in the Clay and Buck feed this week. Uh, and again, there is, if you're in New York right now, don't be a turkey person, a billboard up in Times Square right now telling this larger story, this metaphor. I see when I, and, I, and I'm curious how you would respond to this. When I see football attacked, my seventh grade son played tackle football this year. There were tons of kids on his team with him. It made me like the school that he goes to more. Now he goes to an all boys school. But I think the lessons that come from sports and football in particular are very important for so many kids. When you see football attacked, do you see it in many ways, and certainly it's happened, as a proxy attack upon the idea of masculinity itself? Like, am I reading too much into it, or do you see that as being connected? You know, first of all, I think there is an attack on both. I don't know that they're completely connected and in all candor clay 
um, football uh, 10 years ago did itself a disservice and left itself open to attack because as the science and data were revealing things to us about the game that we needed to coach better and change, um, by and large, we ignored it. And in doing so, we opened up an attack against ourselves. So we were our own worst enemy for a while. But proper techniques, proper coaching, better equipment, and um, better conversations about the value of football is starting to offset that attack a little bit. I, I don't really necessarily equate it to attack on masculinity, although I do think there is attack on masculinity. I think football's attack is a, is a, is a different paradigm. Okay, so for people out there who don't want to be turkey people, yeah, what would you say, and again, I think that's such a great metaphor uh, as we come up on Thanksgiving, what would you encourage my audience to do to avoid being a turkey person? When you serve, there's no, listen, it's important that we serve. When you serve, whether it's at the Boys and Girls Club, serving turkeys, soup kitchens, and you tell your friends about it, and you post it on social right those taglines that you tell people about should not be about what you have done but about the need that is being served and the people in that need and what their needs are it can't we don't if you serve and it's about you the people that are taken from you will say yes or no sir yes ma'am no ma'am and thank you because they they want what you got but the minute you walk away, they just stare darts through your back because you're a fraud and they know it. And so how do you connect and how do you stay committed and, and, and how do you serve properly is you give, you give all of the narrative about what you're doing to the very people you're trying to serve. The greatest lead, the greatest leads of our time, the greatest measure of the effectiveness of a leader is the actions of the followers. And the actions of followers are going to be really good if you give credit to the followers when you're interacting with them. Bill Courtney does fantastic work. Don't be a turkey. It's in the podcast feed this week. Go sign up for Clay and Buck. You'll find him as well. The movie Undefeated. It's been out. Well, how many years has that been now? I don't know. Ten, something like that. The a podcast's wild. been out. The podcast's been out five months. The movie's 10 and the book five years, so it's kind of been an every five-year thing for me, I guess. Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie, Amazon Prime, and you want to share something with your family during the holiday that everybody's going to feel better about, whether it's Thanksgiving, whether it's Christmas, whether it's New Year's, go watch this film, Oscar-winning documentary. Thank you for all the work you've done, and uh, we will talk to you hopefully uh, again soon. Clay, thanks for having me, and if you end up in Memphis and need a ride from the airport, don't hesitate to call. <laughs> That is perfectly well said. I bet Bill Courtney, I, I, I guarantee you, he, like, you don't even know people. You just drive through the airport and just pick them up because you don't want to be a turkey guy, right? No, like, you I, know, I, I, no that's right. Lisa and I ride through with the doors open screaming, yeah. anybody need a ride? Wherever you need to go, Memphis Airport, Bill Courtney's got you. Uh, just, fantastic uh, just stuff is always. That billboard is up in Times Square for everybody out there in the New York City area. Keep up the good work, my man. Thanks, Clay. Look, America's colleges and universities today. That was fantastic exit by the way by him america's colleges and universities today less concerned with critical thinking than with indoctrination no wonder so many young americans embrace cancel culture deny free speech to conservatives and in some case even celebrate terrorism there's one college where kids can debate ideas openly and honestly where they pursue truth together with their professors and where america's great heritage of liberty is studied and revered guess where that is hillsdale college 
Nearly 200 years ago, the founders of Hillsdale College published a document defining themselves and their mission. Hillsdale's original mission was to offer the kind of serious liberal arts education needed to preserve the blessings of civil and religious liberty across the land. This mission continues to guide Hillsdale College today. You can learn more at clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. You'll find a short video on that website, just over a minute long, showing how Hillsdale's work, not only on its Michigan and Washington, D.C. campuses, but across the nation, is so effective in defending American liberty. Take some time to watch today at clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. That's clayandbuckforhillsdale.com. Have fun with the guys on Sundays. The Sunday Hang Podcast. It's silly, it's goofy, it's good times. Find it in the Clay and Buck Podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. A lot of people with different stories out there uh, that uh, they are reacting to. I'll take a couple of your calls here to close up the show. Uh, VIP email from Jeff. Dear Clay, I enjoyed your piece on traveling light. I flew Harriers in the 1990s, zero luggage space. So we used your idea. 
We'd land at a base like Key West, head over to the exchange on the base, get a slack and a collared slacks and collared shirt for twenty bucks, wear them all day and that night. Next day we'd leave the clothes on the bed, fly to the next base. Easier and cheaper than lots of luggage. I think maybe it's because I'm not a fashion guy. And I get a lot of you out there are so committed to your clothes. Like I'll wear a t shirt and shorts from anywhere. Less bags, almost always the way to go. Uh, calls. Christopher, Kent, Ohio, what you got for me? Well, a great interview with the coach, but I disagree with your airport etiquette because you have to pick up Uncle Harold. Uh, how old is, how old is Uncle Harold? How old's Uncle well, Harold in your I, hypothesis? Okay, but I understand your point about the elderly, but I like your hack. Um, about going to departures. That, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Good advice. Yeah, that, good advice to go to the departures. And I like the fact that you, 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 your theory on life is that the cut of your jib determines your path, but sometimes you've got to fall in line. There are times in life where you can't tell your wife, I don't want to expose you to toxic masculinity, so you shovel the drive. That's not going to work. Thank you for the call. That is a great... I've never met a feminist who insists on taking out the trash. I Maybe you're married to one. Maybe you're listening to me right now and you're like, my wife is a super feminist. She insists on taking... I've never met a feminist who insists on taking out the trash. Never in my life. Every man I know, every married man I know is responsible for taking out the trash. And I may get help occasionally. It's amazing how quickly my boys also get the trash. I don't know what it is. Women can smell better than men. That's probably a part of it. Never met anybody out there who uh, who insists on this. I'm just saying there is a cost to pickups. And if you are insisting on being picked up, you are demanding that someone else bear the cost of your travel. Most of the time, I bet you pl- you pay for your airplane ticket, right? Unless you are young or you're traveling somewhere and somebody is significantly wealthier than you. Most of the time, you pay for your own airplane ticket. You would never say, well, I'm going to visit Uncle Joe, and so Uncle Joe should pay for my airplane travel. Most of the time, you wouldn't say that. But... Yet you feel like Uncle Joe has to pick you up at the airport. Well, why didn't he pay for your airplane ticket too? Because as an adult, you bear the cost of your travel. Asking someone else or even worse, expecting that they would is actually inconsiderate. Rachel in California. Rachel, what you got for me? I am, want to add to the conversation that um, whenever I would go visit family, I would never expect them to pick me up if they wanted to. That was great. But I would always add into my budget getting a rental car. So I love you, Rachel. I love you. All the stress away from all the family. And then while you're visiting, you can go about your business also. You know, not relying on your family to transport you here and there. So just wanted to add that i know it's an extra expense but if you budget it in with your airfare then it's not it's how not old bad. are you rachel i am 50 50 my goodness thank you for calling i was gonna guess based on her voice that rachel was like 24 
So she has an incredibly young voice, but she has an old soul because she's making the right decision when it comes to travel. I'll be with you guys tomorrow. Thanks for hanging. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.